you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 139 of the Dave Damashek football program. Available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Sheck. S-H-E-K, free agency week is just about wrapped up the first one. Let's break it all down now with my main man from NFL.com, seated as always to my immediate right, Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you uh, putting me on. And you know what? Thanks again for uh, bringing the life. The Stevie Johnson interview we did last week. I don't know. I don't know if I'm pulling back the curtain to say when we you did it a few it. days ago. Then yes. we did. Then we unveiled it on episode 137 at the start of the week mm-hmm. after we talked to Bryant McKinney and had a good conversation with him. And then we spun it back again this week because it was good stuff because the Stevie Johnson chat was about an hour into 137. Mm-hmm. So now 138, the entire episode of 138 is the Stevie Johnson interview. I encourage you, Nay, demand that you go back and listen to it. Good stuff there. And a part, uh, one thing that we were talking about is a- amidst all this free agency, you got into Stevie Johnson. You're in the market for an NFL team. You mm-hmm. need to root for a team. Right. And so I think thus begins the campaign. I think yep. it should last until the start of the 2013 NFL season, and not all teams. Because listen, the Rams are out. That's why you don't have one. You're well, if they were if they were you're still a, around. An LA native, yeah, they abandon you, so you cannot go back to you them what, unless though? they move to LA, which it doesn't seem they're going to. Should we? The open Steelers are out because they're the most successful team, and you're not allowed to start at the. You can't switch to the most successful team as your favorite team. That's ridiculous. I didn't say I was going to be a Packers fan. There's no pride in that. And well, listen, the Packers should be out, and the Niners should be out as well, and the, the Niners, Cowboys. The Niners so we, are kind of out. So if we scratch all those teams out, so there are about whatever 26, 28 teams left out there for you who can court you and make Adam rank their newest fan. I think this will be a fun thing to track. But let's talk about the real free agents, the players out there who are moving all over the places. 
as far as I can recall, at least, this is the most exciting one we've seen. Two years ago, the Eagles became the so-called dream team, and we saw how that all worked out. Um, but I would say this one has trumped it with all the movement and the Welker melodrama and so on and so forth. So let's get into it right now. And also joining us, our colleague here at the NFL Network and NFL.com doing gangbusters work, Akbar Bajabiamilla. What's the poop with you, fella? Man, I love the fact that you never mess up on my last name. That's, Why? I'm that's a pro. Why would I mess up? First and foremost, but I'm good. I good. am good. You I just lo- had a big stinking bowl of chili in here. Well, you know, it was, uh, I still have some left. I, Go I ahead and eat, eat it. it I mic, don't care. But I tell you one thing. I it's kind of, full of protein. You see why my muscles are bigger than yours? I don't know why but, you would come in here and start attacking right out of the gate. My I muscles just, are just fine. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. listen. I, you know what? Hash I never have to get hashtag. in. I'm not quite sure. I think I, it's hashtag. Well, I, well, when you play what? football, it's hash mark. Uh, listen. You know what? I don't understand the attitude and this need to, right out of the gate, distinguish yourself as, you know, by the way, I played NFL football. Yeah, we heard about it. I didn't didn't even say anything. I didn't say anything. You just said you played football. (laughs) You just talked about it. How many many NFL sacks between the three of us here? Uh, Two, because I've had more than any of you guys. I know. Think about that. All the work, all the toil, all the time you had to spend in the weight room in August out in training camps and everything else, that's amounted to two more sacks than I have for my career. Sacks are overrated. You just get paid a lot of money for it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of... You said that to your brother? (laughs) Yeah, and he's got a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) I like that rationalization. Sacks are overrated. That's why I didn't get them in my career. (laughs) Now, all right. Let's talk about things. Akbar, a pleasure to see you in here and we can get off the rails and kibitz about this that and the other but i want to talk about right at the start this welker business wes welker leaves the patriots and one thing i am keen on reminding fans and and the gms probably don't care as much about my opinion but they should really listen when i say caveat emptor on this one detail the New England Patriots and Pittsburgh Steelers are 1 in 1A with cultivating players in their systems. And the assumption that you can take Patriots and Steelers and have the same level of production from those guys seems quite foolish to me because you can count on probably one hand the guys that have left those respective teams and gone on and been successful. Now, Wes Welker goes to the Broncos in that offense with as much as they throw the ball and Peyton Manning's practical inability to really push the ball downfield at this point, you watch them in 2012, everything was 15 yards and less. It was, you know, it was, it was masterful on some level that he could pick the teams, uh, the, the defenses apart without the, uh, without the option of a deep ball consistently. So Wes Welker seems to be a good fit there. I will say, Slow down, everybody, on handing the Super Bowl to the Denver Broncos. First of all, we've seen Peyton Manning throw away many Super, many playoff runs and Super Bowls. But beyond that, he's 37. Only two guys in NFL history have won a Super Bowl at age 37. Johnny Yu, who did it way back in Super and Bowl Johnny five. E. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah Johnny Yu did it, but he got hurt in the second quarter and was replaced by Earl Morrill. So I don't know how much you even count that one. Right. And number two, John Johnny E, as you call him, Elway, is you know he did it with Terrell Davis carrying the load. It wasn't when jo- it was John Elway's offense anymore. It was when it was Terrell Davis's um, offense that they that, that they did get a couple in uh, in Elway's in the twilight of his career. So 
the odds are against, history is against the Broncos winning the Super Bowl. That being said, they also had DRC, uh, Dominique uh, Rogers cromartie So they're interesting with the moves that they're making now. And I guess let's talk about, I do want to talk winners, losers, all that stuff. But fellas, what do you think about Wes Welker? Akbar, I'll start with you. Did you think it was disloyal? Do you think Absolutely. we're not hearing the whole story? Because it, uh, it, we hear Brady's uh, upset, but then you haven't really heard a whole lot out of him. Well, I, I would imagine that he was upset, and, you know, and I think a lot of that stuff that they had to do with his contract to try to make room, you know, to be a, what we call in the locker room a team player, mm-hmm. you know, take one for the team. He took one for the team, and I thought that it was very unloyal of the New England Patriots to kind of dismiss Wes Walker. I mean, for his services and what he's done, they were so ready to move on. And this is what kind of irritates me about the whole thing with relationship from fans to players. And when players start crying and asking for money and, you know, holding out and players are like, why are you doing that? You guys are just about the money, so on and so forth. That's because at the drop of a dime, they will turn around and turn their backs on the MMA, go out and pay, you know, uh, Danny Amendola. And, uh, and, and let's face it, Danny Amendola isn't, uh, I don't say it has the same track record as well. Everybody wants to compare him, but you know, Danny Amendola can barely stay, barely stay healthy. I mean, he, he might be a buck fifty soaking wet. I mean, so uh, when you look at the durability and, and and the type of consistency that Wes Welker brings, I thought that he would be a better asset to the New England Patriots. Now, having said that, moving on to the Denver Broncos, I mean, he's going to be familiar with that offense. He's got, to me, what I think is is a heck of a switchover in quarterbacks. Why from, is he going to be familiar with that offense? Well, because he, he's got the familiarity with, uh, with um, what's the uh, OC and head coach? Um, the same type of offensive system. I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. But, Fox and uh, who did take over the uh, offense there uh, in Denver? It, um, why am I drawing a blank? From New England. Not Mike McCoy. Well, Mike McCoy left. Oh, my, 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 McCoy left. McCoy, McCoy left. But they have a lot of the same principles that will carry over for Wes Welker. And I think, to me, that he'll be very successful. He's in with a really cerebral quarterback in, in Peyton Manning. So that's going to elevate his game. I, I, I like that move for him. And that's, I think it's going to be a shame on them. But they're, I don't know that the New England Patriots are going to really have a lot of offensive weapon. I don't think they're going to get what they hope to get out of Amendola. Well, this is all fluid, and by the time this podcast is out, maybe this news will be out. I predicted predicted uh, on Wednesday that they're that the Patriots are going to go and try and get Greg Jennings, or maybe they'll try to keep Brandon Lloyd, who didn't prove to be a great fit. But as of right now, I mean, Amendola is the best rostered player that they have. Absolutely, I mean, rostered yeah. wide receiver. At if least, he they can stay rock. healthy, right? But you know, and I also find it interesting because we do talk about race a lot. Akbar, you and me, we we you oh, and yes. me indulge. Uh, Bring it out. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I love talking about these things. Um, when it's just you and me, but I think it is interesting that the Welker Amendola comparisons. I mean, immediately, oh, so I'll go get. Oh, he's a clone of him. Why? Because they're both white. No, Although you know, it does make no, sense because they both, both went to Texas, Texas Tech, Tech no. and they were both they, neither got drafted. You know, you, so the you know, so me, it does I, make I, sense. It, in it, this it, case. it always irritates me. I, I remember I was t- I was talking to somebody and I was telling them that a kid coming out of uh, Texas A and M, Ryan Swope. He runs a four three four, just as fast as Tavon Austin, uh-huh. and everybody all of a sudden wants to compare him to Wes Welker. I'm like, Wes Welker never ran a four three anything in his life. I said, first how- thirty yards he did. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I said, how about you know making a comparison? When I look at him on film, he doesn't have the big name. 
but he has the same skill set as a guy like Michael Crabtree. And I think it's so easy when you're making comparisons, especially for the white wide receiver and the white skill position players, very easy to say, well, he's just like this other guy. But, you know, you can compare him to a Michael Crabtree. You don't have to just say Amendola is Wes Welker. I mean, just because they're in the same, you know, they're they're both white. I, I just, I don't like that. I mean, but it happens. Why are we comparing you. all these people to Texas Tech players? How did this start happening? Because they both went to Texas Tech. Right, so did Crabtree and yeah, well, it just so happens to be. Well, no, he wasn't. No, Crabtree is Texas Tech. Swope is Texas A&M. Uh, up to speed now. There's tie-tie behind the glass. Tie-tie. Black, tie, black, tie, black, tie. <laughs> black tie, I do not believe, is on vacation. I think he's actually on assignment right now. No, he's so. on vacation. He took the day off. Oh, he took the day off. Yeah. Oh, I, I wasn't aware. He's been so. working so hard tie lately. Tie-tie's back there. Rank, your thoughts on Welker. Does this hurt the Patriots or... You know, Bill Barnwell of Grantland wrote a compelling piece um, that's up there. Um, so did I. Sort of saying uh, that Amendola is, in fact, an upgrade based on, and it's and, and it is interesting to note, Amendola coming in to the Patriots has better career has better career numbers than Welker did when he moved up from Miami to New England. So there is there is that he is a younger guy and and obviously Brady has a knack for making almost anybody who catches passes look pretty good. I don't know that there's that big a drop off from Amendola to Welker assuming good health rank how say you. Well, the good thing about Wes Welker going to the Denver Broncos is that Peyton Manning now has a new scapegoat for when they get bounced out of the playoffs mm-hmm. real quick. He can look. I can't wait for the first time in a playoff game that Welker just drops a ball and Manning's got to like throw off his chin strap and have that morose look on his face as he's walking off the field because all this stuff seems good in theory. And if you're a fantasy guy, you're like, oh, this is great to have a lot of catches. That's great. And everything like that. I do agree with what you were saying before. The guys that leave the Patriots, Deion Branch, for instance, when he went to Seattle, it was a disaster. A lot of these guys leave the Patriots, don't really go on and produce in their new spots. But this is going to be an instance where if Wes Welker had gone to Cleveland, I would have said he he's going to fall off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Going to Denver, he'll remain viable because Peyton Manning's there. Although he's going to be frustrated with them at times. And the the game where Welker and them are in New England – Peyton Manning will target him about 80 times. You'll have a huge game and all that stuff. So it'll be fine. It's a good move. He's he's becoming a role player, and he's trying to stick it to the Patriots, which is fine. You know, go out and do it. And I guess Adam Vinatieri is another guy who left the Patriots and did well. On the other side, what you were talking about here, when you're talking about Amendola, before Wes Welker got to New England, he got to New England in his fifth year. He had about less than 100 career catches. He had one career touchdown to his name, Wes Welker did. And then he gets to New England – and then he becomes a superstar. Well, you know what? It's the system. I'm tired of this. And I know Adam Shine said this in a column, too, where everybody's like, this is it. This is it for the Patriots. I don't buy that because every time the Patriots lose somebody, they find somebody to come in and play and do just as well. And everybody goes, yeah, as long as Brady's there and as long as Belichick's there. I'm like, no, no, no. As long as Belichick is there. Because when Tom Brady got hurt in 2008 – Matt Castle came in, and they went 11-5. and five. And oh, in most years, I still I in disagree most, with in you most, so mightily on in this. In most years, that would have been a playoff team. So they still they won 11 games with Matt Castle. What Tom you th- Brady is the irreplaceable piece, not Bill Belichick. Tom Brady agree. is what makes it go. That defense, as we've talked about ad nauseum on this show. Don't forget and, the system. Right. The, yeah, system the system is fine, but the defense is not good and has not been 
an elite defense. I'll use the adjective you usually said, reserved for quarterbacks. But you said a couple of weeks ago there's no such thing as elite defenses anymore. It's just defenses you know that can I mean. slow you down enough. But relative to the actually good defenses, the Patriots is subpar, and that's the reason they haven't won a Super Bowl in eight years. That's supposed to be Belichick's wheelhouse, and it just hasn't panned out. I'm less concerned about the offense. It's time for the defense to pick up the slack. Now, speaking of defense, one name that is out there right now, and maybe – we will, by the end of this very podcast, we'll know where he's going. Namdi Asamoah, a good pal, maybe the best pal there is, of one Akbar Bajabiamila. True or false? It's true. He's the best man in my wedding. Um, and, you know, played with him in Oakland and have seen his entire career. But I can't wait to see what happens with Namdi Asamoah because I think whoever gets him will be forced because he's been – exposed as to that he is a press corner and that teams know what they're getting in the type of valuable player that he is, that you're going to be forced to play him the way he likes to play. Because you're not just going to spend, you know, whatever amount of millions on him and say, we're still going to put you in your zone. Because you get coaches like that says, no matter what, this is my system. You have to play it the way we play. Like you have certain guys who have certain skills, skill set. You have to play him that way. And so wherever he ends up, I mean, it's going to be a major upgrade, and I think you're going to see the same, you know, Nam Diasimov that you saw with the Oakland Raiders. Do you think that not? Well, first of all, the teams that seem to be out there, and you literally are awaiting a tweet from him at any, I mean, a text from him at any moment, and he's going to tell you it will be either the Niners or Saints. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, the Niners, the Saints, and there's some other teams involved there as well. Uh, Pittsburgh? You know, uh, well, no, not, not Pittsburgh. I, I think the, the Jets are interested. Uh, the Broncos have said, said some uh, – they've had some interest. So, I mean, there are some teams out there that are really interested in, in, in Namdi right now. The Jets, huh? Yeah. Don't let him do that to <laughs> Why would he go from the Raiders to the disappointing Eagles to the Jets, which are guaranteed to I, I not know. be good it, for at least a year? Four years. I mean, guaranteed yeah, they're not going to be good. Yeah, for four years. Um, listen, don't let Namdi do that. Send the text to him right now and tell him your pal Dave says that <laughs> Dave that's Dave tell, tell him. He might know the name. Okay. And you let him know. I say no, no, and no. The Niners, that's it, man. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. The Saints wouldn't be a bad landing spot either. Well, he's from, he's very familiar with Rob Ryan. I played under Rob Ryan as well, and I know that Rob Ryan, in fact, the Ryans, they're really good in letting you do what you do best. I mean, they're not, you know. But not got, so good at, at having actually great defenses, or at least Rob. Well, Rob is, you know, the last good defense he had was, well, when the Oakland Raiders went 2-14 and 14 and they were ranked number two. Well, I guess it really doesn't care if you rank number two and the team is 2-14. and 14. But having said that, uh, Rob Ryan does have a very good defensive scheme. And for one reason or another, it just hasn't panned out in the NFL so far for mm. him, except for that one year. Now, let's talk about Namdi real quick. Because yep. I'd love for the, this would be the greatest. Do you see how this would be good for us, Rank? I do. If Namdi Asamoah texts Akbar and breaks the news on this podcast, it would make us legit. Don't you see? It would put us on the map. Mm-hmm. I got to keep refreshing my, my iPhone to make sure that this thing you know, is... is because I'm tired of guys, some of these send other you guys. A text to make Remember sure when Ahmad Bradshaw <laughs> proposed to uh, to Mrs. Huxtable on the NBC NFL pregame show with Bob Costas back in the late '80s or whatever right, that was? Right, right. Remember mid to late '80s? That made that show relevant. Yeah, same I, I thing was, for us. We get nominees. You don't remember? You didn't watch Cosby Show? No, you said in the mid '80s. I mean, I was all right. Again, more showing off from you. So what, Angie? You and I. I'll tell you. Let me tell you something. You and I are going to go round and round. Nice. You were saying what, Adam? Angie Harmon was proposed to on the Tonight Show. 
Yeah, see? But I think that show was already established, but... You get the point. You yeah. fellas yeah. get the point. So Nambi, what you're saying is, practically speaking, for the way he likes to play, we thought that two years ago, before he signs with the Eagles, there was a debate there... Revis or Namdi? That was a that you know people. It was less clear, and now Namdi. It what's become clear is he can still be effective. But what you're saying is he needs to play physical, bump the guy in inside that's, of the that's five yards. I mean, if you look at the way Namdi's built, he's a six two and a half, six three corner. He's got go go gadget arms where he's got the ability to jam you right up front, right. and he doesn't have to be pressed up on you. And that's the greatest advantage. He can still be a little bit off on you, press you with the long arm, and then keep it. He's got good speed that he can keep up with those guys. But if he stymies you on the line of scrimmage, it's very hard. Uh, you know, as coaches will always say, reroute the guy, press him up, and that's what makes him so good. And I think when you get the challenge of who's better between Revis and Namdi, and is Namdi really good, and, you know, people have kind of thrown him to the wayside. Well, it was the same thing. I always use this example. If you were to take some of your better pass rushers in the last 10 years, you know, Javon Kirst's name comes up. Jason Taylor name comes up. Um, there, there are a bunch of guys who, who fit that kind of prototype of great pass rushers. If you were to try to make them a run stopper and put them from a pass rushing defensive end into a heavy five mm-hmm. or straight up lineman and make them into a three four defensive end, they would fail miserably. But doesn't mean that they're not great defensive ends. They have a certain skill set that makes them very good. They know how to get to the quarterback. And so I think it's the same thing that happens with corners. You get guys who are really good on off, and then you get guys who are really good up front and and, and to press. And that's what Namdi. Namdi was playing out of position. All right, fine. Then why explain this? Yep. Isn't the player on some level culpable? For making that choice, doesn't Namdi? And I'm not just saying him. I'm talking about you know myriad guys. Free agency, by the way, as a general rule, everybody gets so swept up at it, in it this time of year. But again, here's something else I will cynically point out: the teams that don't get involved in it typically, the Packers, Steelers, Ravens, the Giants, the Patriots. Patriots sometimes will dabble. Sometimes they'll they'll make a big splash but for the most part they aren't really big active grab name guys in free agency those are the teams that are always in the playoffs and it it, it's mystifying to me that everybody so this thing about jeff ireland hey credit to jeff ireland he's really uh he's really shaking up his philosophy and signing all these guys yeah you know why because he's desperate he knows if they go under 500 again this year that will be the end of his tenure in Miami, he has to make a desperate play. So you're play. saying are the Maybe players culpable? Maybe it'll work out. You're saying but, are the players culpable? But, the, but right. So I'm just saying that in general, free agency is a foolish venture. I say, guys, I, I, I tweeted the other day, GMs that are active or overly active in free agency, throwing the money all around, are football's equivalent of Dave Kingman and Rob Deere and Mark Reynolds, namely guys in baseball who go up to the plate swinging from the heels for home runs. They bat 190, but they hit 25 or 30 home runs. They either strike out, and they strike out way more than they hit home runs. But at least you say, well, see, well, we did, we did get some home runs. That is not a good way to operate. That's not a consistent uh, – that's not a, a – a recipe for consistent success in the NFL. Witness, like I just said, the teams that don't do it are the ones that are. So, 
That being said, I'm, I don't put this on Namdi, but why do guys then choose to go to teams that are bad fits for them? Well, I can Straight say, up I, money? I, no, no, like, no, well, no, 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 that, no. That's, that, that's totally wrong. What ends up happening typically is a coach will get in there and say, oh, yeah, we love you. Oh, we've got the perfect system for you. We'll do exactly. They'll sell it just like a mm-hmm. recruiting trip. And then all of a sudden, and it happens all the time, they'll tell you one thing, and before you get, and when you get into training camp, they say, hey, look, we're running this. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're going to play like this. Fine. Trust me. This is my defense. My defense has worked with this player, that player, and they'll name drop a bunch of these names of guys who went on, were really successful, but doesn't mean that they have the same skill set. And you've seen it time in and time out where, for example, a guy that I'm close to, well, uh, kind of from a distance, is Aaron Campman through my brother. I, I, I know Aaron Campman. And Dom Caper from a distance. I love so this. Dom Caper comes in. Remember, this guy had 17 double-digit sacks he was producing out. Mm-hmm. Him and Kabir were pu- pu- pushing out those numbers. Kabir's out. Campman stays. And what does Dom Caper come in? I'm going to stand you up and make you an outside linebacker. Are you kidding me? You just took the guy who was able to produce and 17 sacks. I'm telling you from a guy who's had two sacks. It's very hard to get to 17 sacks. And this guy goes out and he becomes a complete failure at the outside linebacker position. Mm-hmm. Because Your career would have had to have been thirty years to get seventeen sacks, it, or forty years. <laughs> but what, but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is that he stood up, right. and that wasn't his position. You can't do that to Aaron Campman. You just kicked him out of the league. You single handed Dom Caper single handedly pushed Aaron Campman out of the league. You know, as a general, here's something else I I was thinking about. So, but before you get to that point, so when I talk to to guys who are free agents. Uh, when I talked to Namdi, I said, look, man, you got to make sure you look that coach in the eye and make mm-hmm. sure he's not going to BS you and sell you a whole bunch of this. And then turn around and say, no, 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 we're going to play it this way. You're like, dude, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't. And then he said, oh, this guy has a prima donna. He's not stepping up for the team. Like, dude, don't if you're not going to use me the right way, don't don't sell it to me. Don't sell it to me. I hear you. I would be inclined. You know what my sales pitch would be if I were the team about to lose a guy and I wanted to retain him? I would just hold up. I would just take out photographs and say, and then what about this guy? Look at what happened to his career when he left. And look at this guy when he went as a free agent. He took money to go to that team that might have been a better fit for him. I would just say, listen, all right, you maybe aren't going to make as much. But look, we have a good thing going here. You are unwise to leave. And and that would be my sales pitch because re- you really do then because and I get it the players don't care as much about winning and you know loyalty to a city as the fans of that city. Well, no, care. they care about winning, maybe not the loyalty part. Right, yeah. they don't care about the, the oh, well, but you wear that logo and that logo means a great deal to all the people in this city. I know the players don't care as much, but practically. All that moving around, then you just become a mercenary. And every two years, especially the way free agency works now in the NFL, it's not like Major League Baseball where, for better or worse, you sign a bad deal, like you're there. And and good luck if you're the GM of a baseball team trying to dump a heavy contract that you wish you wouldn't have wouldn't have made. I mean, Vernon Wells, right? Vernon Wells with the hey, I mean, listen, there are a million of those. Bobby Bonilla is still I, getting paid by the but, New but York know, Mets. I, right? I, it's I insane. think because of, uh, because this of, is like you're going to get cut. I mean, you could be uh, you could be Leron Robinson and be kicked to the curb but one year I, after. So now you're just uh, constantly looking for new teams. But just you know, stay, but, but, but you know, but you know what? It's it's fantasy football. Uh, Madden football has made it to where you've become desensitized to movement. I don't know that movement makes it because nobody's really looking for one person to stay with one team anymore because that's not the way the NFL is anymore. You just guys are moving from team to team to team, not necessarily chasing dollars, but really, you know, 
people get fans are going to get excited. Oh, we're going to get this person. Great. Oh, we're going to get this. I mean, they could move Steven Jackson three times in the next three years. And every time he moves to a new place, somebody's going to get excited because it's like getting a new guy on your roster on Madden. Or, but where's or, or, but where's the soul in that? If you're Steven Jackson, players don't play for teams. Now, players play for the shield for the National Football League. That's who they play for. I know. It's like I, a big corporation. It, just, it really you're just, is. You're Everybody, going down, you're you're going going down you're, to our Atlanta branch. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. You're going to Atlanta. You're just more. That is a great, work, that is that's a great, great way to a great look point. at it. And that's the thing that always upsets me because earlier in this week we did a thing about uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick because he got relief, released by the Bills. And, you know, I was reasoning that this is good for America because, you know, he can go out and do something productive for our country instead of being a bad quarterback because he's so smart. He's got other skills. And I was, I was, I came up with like ten things to, to that he could do, like would be great vocations for him. And somebody really got butthurt, and they gave me a, me- a private message on 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 my Facebook uh, profile page, and they're like, you know what? This is somebody's career, somebody's job. You shouldn't be joking around. This is a serious business. I'm like, you know what? He made millions of dollars. He's gonna go to another team. There is no way he enters this football season with it. it. It is. It's just you're gonna. You know what? You're gonna be in our Oakland branch. Okay. You're uprooted. I, listen, the walls have been broken down. I have said all the time. I say it all the time. It is not good for the NFL when you uh, on Twitter and stuff. When these teammates, when Tory Smith and and Ravens, you're the defending Super Bowl champions, are like, hey, good for you, fella. Hey, Ellerby, glad you made all that loot going to some other lesser team. I mean, it yeah. it feels wrong, and it seems. Out of touch with the frame of mind How of the average the Ravens? fan. They don't have anybody left. Boy, over oh there. boy! I mean, listen. Well, I, no, that's no, a complete strip down. You, they look. They this have, is another. No, place. they have. Look, they have their two tight ends that are young and capable. What are their Tory names? Tory Smith is good. Ed Dixon and uh, the better one, Dennis <laughs> Pitta. Dennis Pitta. 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 I, the name escaped me. Yes, Dennis Pitta, who is uh, you know who, who's developed into a nice security blanket for Flacco. Tory Smith is a potential star. Ray Rice is very nice and in his prime. But I agree with you. Outside of Suggs and Nada, what's to be excited about? Jimmy Smith is going to come on maybe in the secondary there. I I think this team is in trouble. You might really see an inversion of the AFC North this year. I mean, the Bengals are going to win the AFC North. That's that's the way it is. I mean, that's, Over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Over the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. Yes. They're, 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 look, huh. that. that Look at that team. The only question on the team is Andy Dalton. And the one thing you don't say about him, he's not going to be a Mark Sanchez throwing 20 picks. That's not going to happen. He's just unspectacular. But he's he's fine. And I, but I'll tell you this, too. It's, it's interesting to think that the one guy who would really maybe elevate that offense and take it to a Super Bowl level is Carson Palmer. He was maybe a little bit of a pick machine. But if you think about it, Carson Palmer with the bigger arm – might be the difference for a team like the Bengals. With AJ Green, right? With AJ Green, and you know, I, 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 but I really like that team, and they're doing the right thing. They're not going out and throwing money all over the place. Instead, they're trying to retain the guys that they have there. But didn't right. you just say the teams that don't get involved in free agency? And when you look at the track record of the Baltimore Ravens, and you, you're really hard pressed to go through their drafts. I understand. You have to take find, a step back some Find season. guys who are, you're like, wow, you know what? They really missed the boat here. You know, I, I think of like Kyle Bowler, maybe Mark Clayton, but for the most part, they draft. They, right. They're well, that's great what it's in about. the draft. The second wave of free agency is going to hit us. They're going to make some small, minor moves to tweak their roster. That's all they need is tweaks. That organization is so well run 
that there is really it's there's funny, really no reason to believe. But that isn't it fall funny the that table. the draft is a more dependable option than free agency because it's counterintuitive? The free agents who you've seen do it on NFL fields would you would think would be like, well, you know, we we know exactly what we're getting with that guy. Why do those work out less than the than than teams that draft well? It's a, it it's an odd thing, but it seems uh, like I don't know, Akbar. Let's let's ask this question: If a guy does get a big money deal, isn't it? A, a sense of like, you know what? I've made it. I made my big money, and now I'm kind of more complacent than a rookie coming in trying to prove himself. No, because I think players feel like that they get compensated for what they've done. You know, now teams may see it as that they compensate them for what you potentially, but you only get paid based off of what you do. But when a player gets paid, there's a big burden on his shoulder that he has to live up to it. I don't care who you are and where you – I mean – So it hurts him a little bit because they're thinking absolutely, about it too much? No, no. Well, no, because when you get that – that means that the team is saying, we now believe in you. You feel that I got paid for what I've done. So there's two different mindsets here. But the pressure – and when you walk into the locker room, everybody knows that you got that big paycheck – is that I've got to perform big time. You don't go, oh, I, I got it made now. I'm big time. You very rarely do you see a guy just tanking in like that. Very rare. All right, let's get to this. Brass tacks. Who has been the winner or the winners so far in free agency? Who have been the losers? I'll start with you, Akbar. Okay, first off, let me tell you something. I, I was too young. In fact, I don't know that I was even born really during this time. But I do know that I've seen a lot of film on Ollie and Frazier. Mm-hmm. And they had some classic, I mean, beatdowns. And when I look at the San Francisco 49ers and I look at the Seattle Seahawks Mm -hmm. and I look at the NFC West, I mean, they have been going at it. It's been rumble in the jungle. I mean, they've been going at it. And I think that the winner of this whole thing, to me, in my opinion, has been the Seattle Seahawks. They have really come up. They have shored themselves, and they keep going. And when they got Cliff Averill, I just jumped. I said, just, I mean, shut the front door. Listen, I find that we talked about it on episode 137, and I'll repeat myself. That rivalry now i mean forget the other uh, this is the greatest this is where it all Absolutely. is at is that nfc west it's and called it, the what's your deal <laughs> that's that's going to be the name of it yeah, what's that one, your deal that one goes all the way back to a college what's, when college yeah, coach when they, they are college go, coaches i mean they are making tick for tack moves and so next up right now is the san francisco 49ers they're on the clock for this fight because the biggest thing is well, how are they going to respond to having a Bruce Irvin and a and a Cliff Averill on the defensive line, both extremely great pass rushers, and then you have you pick up now Percy Harvin. I mean, to me, it's it's big. Morgan Walsh hit me up, um, and uh, listener, and and said, "What do you think if you could only watch one division in 2013, which would it be?" Of course, my answer is NFC West, but the only other one that's out there. NFC South. That might be the toughest division Mm. in 2013. Consider the Saints are coming back with the biggest chip on uh, in the history of football on their shoulder. Coming back with Breeze, and who knows? Maybe they'll have Namdi. They are making some additions. They just added Keenan Lewis, um, late of the Pittsburgh Steelers, a massive loss. And as a Steelers fan, this one disgusts me because it's the only one I said. That's the guy that they can't lose. James Harrison, you could see that two years ago that he wasn't going to be back after, you know, once this deal ran out. There were a lot of guys out there. Willie Colon kept getting hurt. The guy who I didn't want them to lose was Keenan Lewis, and now they have. So the Steelers are in trouble, and so are the Ravens. More reason to think that the Cincinnati Bengals are, are the class of that division. But anyway, the NFC South, the Saints— 
the Falcons now have Steven Jackson. Steven oh Jackson. My. That, that's, that's, Steven that's Jackson, time. even though they're almost the same age, by any measure, is the superior runner to Michael Turner. Absolutely. I mean, my, uh, Steven Absolutely. Jackson. I got news for you. Steven Jackson's on his way to the Hall of Fame, and oh, he joined me. Oh, okay. He well, was my well. first ever guest on the in, in the sports car. Hey, Ty Ty, when you post this, be a deer. Post the sports car with me and Steven Jackson driving around when we talked about free agency and and breakfast meets and other stuff like that. But anyway, um, so now you have the Falcons, a team that was a play away from the Super Bowl, and they bring back Brent Grimes. Although I don't know if I love that move coming off an Achilles. No, no, no. I, I, I've had. I, I you, do you want to see my Achilles injury? I'll show it to you. It's a really. I would not, like to see that at some point. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to do it right now. No, but no. This is an audio but, show. But, so. but, but I'll tell you that I do like the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I mean, what they've done because they're on the the cusp of getting to the. I mean, to the Super Bowl. And you needed somebody who can get it to you right now. You needed a proven back, and they got that with Steven Jackson. Even if they have him for a year or two, that's about what they have, the life of what they have with Roddy White and Julio and all those guys. But Brent Grimes, to me, you can come back. Surgery is so much different. The medical field is so much different now. that he's gonna. And remember, it happened in week one. It took me seven months before I could start walking. He's already, by the time the season started, he would have already had 11 months to recover from his injury. So he'll be more than fine. All right, so let's say that that is true. That team's going to be terrific. The Buccaneers are very interesting. Big questions about them, of course, with Josh Freeman. But Freeman has no excuse, at least. That, at least you could say that. When you consider Mike Williams and Vincent Jackson and Doug Martin, that offense should be gangbusters. And remember, they go and get Carl Nix in tw- before 2012 in free agency he gets hurt so that line should be better and now they throw alongside of mark Barron, they they uh go and get deshaun goldston so Ooh. i mean that that duo of safeties should uh shore things up now against the, the heavy pass teams like sure. the like the falcons and um and the saints and and you know practically be able to slow down jimmy graham at least a little bit and then you talk about the the Carolina Panthers, who I'm not guaranteeing are going to be a good team, but they're not going to be a bum team. They're not going to be they're not going to be abject junk at this point. I don't think that team has no. I don't think it has any um, any junk in it. There's no there's no walkovers. Oh, that's two easy wins right there for our team. That's going to be a brutal division as well. But um, yeah, I'm with you, Akbar. The winners so far, I think they're tied neck and neck. I I think the Seahawks maybe get it by a nose because of exactly like you say, Cliff Averill ain't jive to throw right. him in there like that, and to get Percy Harvin. But I really do like the addition of Anquan Bolden, what he adds now to that team. I mean, if you think you would I- invert the roles that you expect out of a wide receiver and a tight end, which is, you know, more sure-handed kind of guy over the middle. That's what Anquan Bolden is. Vernon Davis is more like a wide receiver, really, sure. with his ability to get downfield. I wonder what they're going to do with the running game in San Francisco. I, I wonder because, uh, I mean, Frank Bolden Gore, makes him better there, though, yeah, too, right? They, they do. He does. He does. He really does. I mean, with him and Crabtree, to me, that that's a dynamic duel. 
Egad. And so, and, and well, now they, all of a they, sudden, Mario Manningham goes back to being where he should be appropriately. He's your third he's wide receiver. receiver Think about that. He's your third wide receiver. LaMichael James now is in, going into his second year. So Frank Gore doesn't have to. I mean, rare will be the game that he has and to And he's starting to get his carries. confidence. I, I, what I saw in LaMichael James, because yep. I saw in his eyes and his body language that he wasn't very confident running the ball and, you know, just kind of getting acclimated to the whole NFL thing. But towards the end and into the playoffs, when they start Starting to sprinkle him in there, he got his, he he's starting to get a little confident there. And another good thing about Bolden too is is it was it, it is a, a a trade to just fight the Seahawks because the Seahawks have those big physical cornerbacks that they need receivers who can battle off the offensive line. Now you look at you know you look at Bolden he's you know he might not be the greatest receiver he might not you know be at the 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 peak of his career but he's a guy who can battle with those guys. And it's a, a move designed to completely battle. Seattle. I agree. And that's the thing that I like. Is those two I teams love are them at responding other. to each other. And, you know, I think the Niners, there's still a chance. I, I, I will not uh, be surprised in the least if we hear two minutes from now, guess what? The Niners did uh, pull the trigger and get uh, Darrell Revis. I could see that happening. Or Namdi, either way. That's exactly, I agree with you. That's what they're doing. This this arms race between these two teams. And I keep saying, and I'm not going to uh, spend any time on it today because I uh, talk about my love affair with the Rams because I see them as a team on the rise too. But what do you think about the other one? Drew Stanton, very quickly. Drew Stanton is now expected to... Do uh, the to, to take the reins there and make that team go for the Cardinals. There's a new sheriff in town. Ugh, Drew Stanton. Don't he, hasn't, the, he hasn't thrown a pass in like six years, right? But it's okay. Ryan Lindley's better than him. Wow. What? Listen, hey, your guy? Oh, I've told man. you. I've Lindley. told you. Michigan State. I've told you. Michigan State grooms backup QBs like nobody's business. They need to change their team name to the Michigan State instead of the Spartans, the not Startins or something like that. <laughs> the not Startins. <laughs> or, or the clipboards or something like that. I mean, that's what they do. Tony Banks, oh, Brian Hoyer. <laughs> you have two. Actually, I didn't even realize you have two Michigan State guys. That, oh, was listen. Pretty, that was pretty good. I say cute things sometimes. <laughs> now, listen. So, what, I mean, is there any doubt? Now, here's the one thing about I think the Falcons are good, but – those guys beating each other up, they're not. No one out of that division is getting the number one seed. No one's having home field advantage in the NFC South now. You're going to have to go to. I mean, I guess the Green Bay. Green Bay, probably, unless you think, unless you're buying what the Bears have been doing, trying to trying to tweak that offensive line. I don't know that they that 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 team is much better than where it was. I mean, Martellus Bennett is fine, but he seems like a head case and can go either way in the wrong situation. He might be one of those guys who's a complete bust. And Jay Cut- I, Can't you just see Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall, and Martellus Bennett, three guys who can be a little dicey mentally, getting to get – I mean, that just doesn't seem like a great fit there. Detroit, another it's- situation like that. It feels like they're robbing Peter to pay Paul – with uh, with with the moves they're making, there Reggie Bush is a fine addition, but it doesn't fix their their primary need, which is stopping teams from throwing the ball all over them. They have why are they not going out and getting Namdi or making a bid for Darrell Revis or for any of these DBs? Why wouldn't they go and I get don't a think key? Anybody wants to go there to be quite honest with you. You really think that that? Ha- well, I guess you would know. Do players sit around and talk and say, "Do not sign with that team"? Cause oh yeah, sign. absolutely. That's What's the-, the buzz on Jim Swartz? Is that the is, is Jim no, Schwartz I, I don't the know issue? Jim Swartz. I mean, I mean, you look and see what a team has and what kind of pieces they have, and you say, look, can this team win? I mean, that's 
that's one of the biggest thing. I mean, if you think about players who are who are actually looking to, to land a place, I'm not just going to get stuck. I mean, because nobody wants to be in a losing locker room. That sucks. I mean, then why you, would you go? To, why would anybody sign with Jacksonville then? Because well, that seems like the worst of the if worst. If they're going to pay me, yeah. If, look, if you're if you're one of those guys, you can go. Look, I've never had a big contract. I, I need some money. You know, this may be my only time to get some. You know, some millions and get that M. You know, in my name, you get that M in your name. It's like, oh, you know what? I'll chalk it up for you know a couple of years, and I'm gonna go down to Jacksonville. But I mean, players don't want to. Trust me. If you ask a player that they had an option to look play on a Super Bowl team or get make millions over, more more than likely, guys are gonna tell you they want to win. It's the guys again, the guys who haven't been paid. If you've been paid, you're looking to win. If you haven't been paid, you're like, oh, I might just go take the M. What about what when if you're Keenan Lewis? All right, so he has a a nice size deal for a corner, a little bit uh, less than I think the market people probably thought three four weeks ago. What some of the top corners were going to get, but all right, five years, twenty five million dollars. What? How much money? What, what does do the Saints give him a check today? Does he walk out of there and can he go to the bank and put uh you know how much money can he put in the bank right now? You talking from a signing bonus? It, yeah. d- it depends on how they prorate it, but typically, how much did he get of that is a guarantee? I'm not sure. Okay, it depends. But, you, on, but, but you know, but let's you just say these uh, deals, uh, right. uh, something like that might. You said they might say, "Hey, look, you know, eight million, ten million of this is guaranteed," and they would prorate that over the the life of the contract, which would be five years. And so they would say, "Okay, well then, here you go. Here's two million dollars for this year." Or, and he it, and he walks it, out of there today. Goodbye, Saints. I'll see you in a couple weeks for minicamp. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you. Here's your check. He'll get in a couple weeks to get two million dollars. After taxes, you know, they take, you know, I don't know where you probably. Would you, if that was you, what would you do with the check? Would you put it in your back pocket? Would you put it in your wallet? Would you have uh, a handler where have one of those metal attache cases (laughs) with, with, with the handcuff and put it around like that or what? No, 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 I I would, I would go straight to the bank and uh, I would call my financial advisor immediately uh, and and try to say, look, how much of this stuff can I put away now? Mm -hmm. I want to save this thing, put this thing away now. That's the difference. I would go straight to a check cashing place. Place. I go to one of those yeah, fast. Uh, no, that's, no, 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 that's dangerous. Uh, there, there have been some players who, who <laughs> didn't know too well, you know, because it's different. Some guys, you know, come from from hard backgrounds, and you know, you, you go to those Nick Cashing, or sometimes you know, on the first and fifteenth, if you grew up poor, you know, the first and the fifteenth, you know, welfare checks and all this other kind of stuff, and you go to one of those places, and it's shicey. I mean, because first off, they're going to probably looking to try to get you. You know, somebody's going to they're going to call one of them, you know, them boys from around the corner and come get you. So, hey, this dude's got a lot of money. No, no, no. I never thought of that. That's a good crime. That's a good uh, a, a good system there. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, so too. So you work at the ne- check-casting yeah, place and never, say, like, hey, the guy just left here Never with go to your hometown if you grow up in a, in a, in a bad neighborhood or poor area and try to cash a big check because they're going to look at you. They're going to call all the people in the be- behind the window. Like, I'm sorry. No, it's happened. It's happened <laughs> to me. Terrible. This it's happened to me. Thing. And they go like this. They go like, I'm sorry. We, we can't deposit it. We can't cash your check. I'm like, no, no, it's my money. I'm, I'm sorry. It's too big. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Like, it's a check. <laughs> so it's $2 million, in other yeah. words. I would, don't, you, don't, don't people buy their mom a house or something? No, that the first no, thing no, no, no. I mean, they always say athletes do that. I mean. Players eventually want to get to that point where they can buy their parents a house, um, but most of the time, players start spending on themselves first, mm-hmm. and then they try to you know help everybody else with their little emergency rent money, uh, little car money here, you know all the small expenses. But the big house comes typically after you know you've you've got a, a a real contract. So what else, Rank? What are your expectations? The biggest name out there still is Greg Jennings. Where do you think he lands? 
I want to see him do the spite move as well. I want him to go to Minnesota. I don't like that. You know, I've spoken out against that. Why would he do that? that? Why would he? Why would he? Why would he downgrade in quarterback? You might as well just stay in Green Bay then. If that's the case, mm-hmm. you're going to kill your career and take a downgrade. Look, just Wes to Walker, make a point. That's Wes cutting your Walker, nose to, to, cut to me. Your, uh, Wes Walker made face. the best move. At least when he made a move from quarterback. He's still, I mean, in essence, you could call it kind of an upgrade or or, 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 or clean wow. swap. It's a move of spite. I mean, to me, but I mean. That's what I like. I Pond- like that spite. Can you go to Ponder from, from Rogers to Ponder? That doesn't even sound right. No, and the rumor is is that uh, get excited, Vikings fans. That's it like Evander Holyfield moving in from his 50-bedroom mansion to moving into my house. That's like a downgrade. Yeah. You, you just yeah. can't do it. I think that, uh, well, the word is is that Matt Castle might wind up in Minnesota. Woo! I think he did. Oh, he did. Yeah, he he signed. did. Yep. Castle yep. is signed yep. there. Yikes. That's the one gig he could actually win because Christian Ponder um, ain't exactly – I mean, yeah, I think Christian Ponder's about to get exposed if they don't do something very exciting in free agency here to get a guy like Greg Jennings or something like that. Um, the other place I'd like to see Greg Jennings is Buffalo. That's a team to me that I – mean, I know that they might go Tavares Jackson, but if you would give Stevie Johnson another – uh, another guy there, and C.J. Spiller. At least there's a chance to be dynamic on offense, and the defense should be not so bad either. What do we think about that, though? They get rid of Fitzpatrick. You mentioned that. As of now, Was it's he... Tavares Jackson. What do you think about that? No, they're drafting a They're taking Geno Smith is what they you have think. To be, yeah. Is that what you think? Or do well, you think yeah, they'll take Ryan they're, Nassib they're, they're, if they don't go? No, I don't know that they'll take Ryan Nassib. I think Ryan Nassib is going to be God that – they may, may, may go Gone. Little, uh, yeah, no, no, no. Ryan Nassib is going to go be further down the Yeah, the, the in the line. second round. But in Doug Marone, round. his college coach, could wait, grab right. him at the top of the yeah, second. Yeah, I think you go Geno Smith. I mean, the only thing that could be the, the, the kicker here is if number seven, which is the Arizona Cardinals, get up and try – or not get up, but they, they grab him before they can fall to eight. But I think to me that Geno Smith – What a horrible And I've been, saying, I've been saying all along that Geno Smith belongs with the Buffalo Bills because he's a guy that knows how to play in the cold weather. He's mm-hmm. an East Coast quarterback, and he can operate in Buffalo. And I think that you know with his skill set, he would be perfect to not only build around, but he could be the quarterback. I mean, they haven't had a good quarterback. When have they had a good quarterback? I mean, since Jim Kelly. I mean, there, there hasn't been anybody, and I think that Geno Smith, you know, could really build his skill set without a big expectation because nobody's expecting him to win right away in Buffalo, and he can have time to really develop and be a very wow, solid but quarterback. But our pal, our colleague, uh, Move the Sticks, Daniel Jeremiah, always points out as a personnel guy, you take a quarterback early in your regime in the first year, second year, that's it for you. That's your QB, and if you fa- if he fails, you fail. You're out of a job. Scott Pioli, who's been doing a lot of good stuff this week on NFL Network, found that out with Matt Castle. I mean, obviously there are a million examples of this. Scare money the don't get money, though. That's what they say. Well, scare scare money look, don't get money. But look, you know, here's let me just throw this at you. What if they if the Bills let Geno Smith pass? Who's taking him before he comes back around at the top of the second round? Who? What Somebody team? will move back. Up. But who? Who would? Who? Who's going to take Geno Smith in the first round once you clear that top eight or maybe ten teams? Well, like the Browns did last year. I'm not saying the Browns will do it, but the Browns did that last year. They got Trent Richardson, and then when Brandon Whedon fell all the way down at the end of the first round, they traded back into it to make a deal, and that's that's what will happen here. Buffalo will move back into the first round. Arizona, maybe. I don't know. One of those things. Right. As anybody, last question, and then we're going to throw it over to the Around the League Debate Club and let uh, them hash it out. Today 
It's Mark Sessler joined by special guest Handsome Hank. How about that? In for Hanzoos. So that'll be fun to listen to. Is Hanzoos on his way out? Who, uh, well, who knows? Who knows what's going on? Their attitude on of not showing up for the podcast anymore is it's getting a, a little it's, disturbing. It's an attack. It's a slap in the face. But let me just ask you fellas this. Has anybody who was not in Super Bowl contention made themselves now a contender? or And or has any team that was a contender last week, do they now appear like, wow, they're doomed. There's no way they can win a Super Bowl, or they might really struggle to get into the playoffs, even though we're used to seeing that team there. I'll start with you, Rank. Well, I already consider the Chiefs a Super Bowl contender since I picked them last year. I like that. Oh, so, by, that's a, what, what we forgot about the Niners, too, in this arms race is Glenn Dorsey. That's not, a, you know, that's sort of an oh-by-the-way sure. move for them. But Glenn Dorsey, in, a, in the right system with, I keep saying it, but Jim Harbaugh and that staff, I feel like is the best in the NFL now. Yeah. I know they've only been around for two years, but right. I still think that's the best one going there. If they're going to get anything out of a kid who was, what, the third overall pick, the fifth pick? The I think eighth. The, the eighth is overall that right? Yeah, He's overall. that far down. Yeah. Anyway. You know, coming from a good SEC program and all that stuff, if anybody can turn him into something, it would be. I would expect it to be that defense. But anyway, all right, go ahead. So he leaves the Chiefs is is, is the point. But then they go out and they get Devito from the Jets. So you know, the Chiefs have done a pretty a nice good job. swap. Yeah, and Poe, you figure that duo now should be pretty nice. When you consider, I don't think the Chargers will be very good. The Raiders aren't going to be very good. The Chiefs are going to be challenging for the AFC West. Should be in the playoffs this year. I think they've done a pretty good job of upgrading over the last couple of weeks. Nobody, I, I will disagree. I know you guys are thinking that the Ravens have really stripped themselves by letting all these guys go. They if have. What do you mean? I think that's, that's there's, happened. There's, there's no one, question. But you know what? They've proven that they've been able to reload. They've been very consistent during John Harbaugh's tenure there with Ozzie Newsom. I think the Ravens will be right back in it. You, guys, right. you can talk about Cincinnati's. I don't think they're going 6-10. and 10. But let's just keep in mind, that Ravens team was not especially good in spite of their record. They were 9-2 and two at one point, or 10-2 and two even. They were, I, I, I remember saying it, and a lot of other people were saying, this has got to be the worst 9-2, and 10-2 and two team I've ever seen. They stripped it. You know, but Ozzie Newsom did something I think is smart. And it's that, look, you realize that you needed to get rid of guys now that, look, you got your Super Bowl, that, you know, that, that, that aura might last a little bit over Start rebuilding now for a couple of years down the road because, Agree. you know, they, they, they have to strip everything. And you see that right now. They're stripping everything now and they're rebuilding. And to me, that's a smart move. Rather than trying to say, hey, look, let's keep on to some of these old heads and see if we can get another one and repeat. Because everybody falls into pressure of, oh, now we got to repeat. It's a whole new Once March 12th hits around, all new season. Especially the standard in Baltimore, if you're the Ravens, isn't we have to be a contender every year. Absolutely not. Akbar has have let's say the Miami Dolphins made themselves a player now, or can they? Because I feel I, that's like a, that's what I was getting ready to say. I, was I like, think say, they can challenge the, the, the Patriots. Yeah, the uh, no, no, no. Yeah, Paul, I would say Paul's there, but I, I would say that they could make a very big splash in the AFC. Just because, you know, I think Mike Wallace is a really big talent. He can blow the top off any defense. Uh, he's a really fast uh, wide receiver. Uh, I'd still like to see him better in his route running um, as far as being more diverse. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, all in all, I think that he's going to help that, that team. So I think in the short term, but they definitely – so I, I'm, I'm having it both ways here. I think there's a chance in year two with Philbin that that team can make a run at least at the Patriots. That he's te- a stickler for discipline too. 
Yeah, I like you know. Listen, watching for what it's worth, watching uh, the the reality show last, HBO. you know, watching that last year and everything. I thought, boy, this Philbin, I felt bad for him. You know, his personal tragedy. He's just not up for this gig. He's too his, his demeanor ain't right. But then you see that team really started to put it together yeah. by last year, and it would appear that they really hit right on Ryan Tannehill, who in most years, most NFL seasons in history, Ryan Tannehill would have been held up as what a rookie we got here. He just happened. To be in that all-time rookie QB class, so people are ignoring him. But the fact is, look at what he did with Brian Hartline as his best weapon. Now he's got Mike Wallace legit, and I, I guess they're going to probably, we're not sure where Jake Long, it looks like he'll wind up with the Rams. But if Jake Long winds up back with the Dolphins, then done and done. But if he doesn't, then they probably have to do something in the draft in the first round to address that. If not, though, they could also get a guy like Corderell Patterson out of Tennessee, and all of a sudden... That's going to be interesting to see how the, they draft. What I mean, they're they do don't they feel we have to take a left tackle there because they did take Jonathan Martin out of uh, Stanford last year. So if they, could, if they feel like, yeah, he can jump over there and play the left side, if they think that and they could add another dynamic piece to that offense, I mean, listen, that defense we know for New England ain't the greatest in the world. So I, 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 I really think they could make some hay there. I really do think, too, with that, uh, that what is it, the 11th pick that they're going to have, end up having in the, I think that's uh, in the second round. Uh, I think that they're going to take a team like, uh, excuse me, a player like a, a, a Jonathan Franklin from UCLA. I really like him. They need a running back. Um, now, they don't have Reggie Bush. I know that they have the uh, – Well, they have Daniel uh, Thomas, Daniel and then Thomas. they took Lamar uh, Miller, too, right. from I, Miami. I, I think they need a guy who can really make a, make a splash, and I think Franklin could be that guy. I really do. Interesting. Yeah. Well, listen, it's an exciting time, and it's also weird because – all the, the perennial great teams are very quiet this week, and this is the opportunity for all the teams that have been down and out for so long, like the Browns and Dolphins and everybody get all excited and get their fans all excited, and we'll see how it all pans out. Uh, but it is interesting. Jeff Ireland, one year from now, will either not have a job or he'll be hailed as, wow, what a genius. It'll be interesting to see which one that is, but uh, we'll wait 50 or so weeks before we do that. In the meantime... Thank you, Akbar Bajabiamil. Any text from from uh, Namdi? No, nothing. Did you yet. tell him what I said? Yeah, you know what? I think he's probably going through physicals right Did now. Did you tell him what I said? <laughs> well, no, he's. Not I said by his not phone. the Jets. That's a ridiculous. <laughs> tell him uh, the, the he in green. It just it's the same thing. It's like Superman. It clearly doesn't agree with him. The color green. Right. No, that's tell not his favorite that. color. I will. I will. Once what do you mean? I will. I want you to do it. That's a- he's, he's taking his physical with whom? With who? Uh, <laughs> who's the who's the physical with? That I don't know. I don't know. He don't, I, I think just, you do know. You know I don't know. And I'm making the response. I'm breaking it. Uh, he signed uh, with the 49ers. Uh, <laughs> he's I, with the. He's no. I. You know what he's doing I, though. I, he's going to the Saints. Is what he's doing. Can't you tell that? That's. I. I, I know how to I read Akbar. I don't know. Akbar, he thinks it's the Saints. That's where he's getting his physical. Uh, okay. We know, know that. I, I That's where know. he's getting his physical. I, I don't. I, all I say, I'm going to be the one to break the news. Because I don't want any of these other look slappies. How he, look how he doesn't want to make eye contact. Anymore. No, I don't want. All of a sudden, he doesn't like eye I contact because no. he knows Damashek knows the score. No, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. I want to say to Namdi that there's a great place called Coquette in uh, in New Orleans. Tell him Dave sent you. Uh, Jay Z and I had dinner there over Super Bowl week the same night, so you know it's good. Can I can I make a bold statement? Yes. Even though I, this, you didn't ask me to make a bold prediction, make it next year. 
they're going to be saying that Namdi Asma is the best corner in the NFL because you know it's like kind of like sure, up and down, sure, like sure. the stock market. So you're saying the former, the the best man in your wedding is going to be the best. Player oh, you're saying? Oh, no, no, I, no, no. This is totally has nothing to do with our relationship. Did you see how he just tried to to uh, to undercut with that statement right there? Why well, well, undercutting it? I but just wanted you, to point out. So you think? So you think Rob Ryan really knows exactly what to do with Namdi in 2013? That makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, he, he knew oh! what to do. He, 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 he knew what to do with. He knew what to do with him. In 2008 so as well. I was right about the Saints. You see that rank? <laughs> I sucked them in. You see how I got them there? One last oh, thing, yeah. Akbar. So you really don't know the Cosby Show? The Co- of course I know the Cosby oh, Show. Right, right. I thought you were saying you didn't. You'd never no, seen you it. No, you said the proposal. And you said it happened in the mid 80s. I said, well, I don't know if I remember that I exact see. show. I mean, you know. So, all right. so yeah. you know the endeavors of Dr. Heathcliff Hux to go and his well, family. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm yeah. just making sure. I don't know anybody yeah. who doesn't know that show. Yeah. So it would be yeah. weird if you did. Keisha and I are real good friends. Oh, is that for, right? No, I don't know, Keisha. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm listen. Done. All right. I'm out of here. There he goes. Akbar Baja Biamilla, one of the best. Follow him on Twitter. Akbar Baja. Is that right? Uh, underscore Baja. I don't like the underscore. Akbar, he's Akbar got, underscore he's Baja. He's got like 100,000 followers now. Like, yeah, how'd oh. that happen? That's what I want to know. Yes. Get, nah, just just go. just go. Let us know about Namdi right. and congratulate him on uh, the Big Easy. All right, Rank, that's it. But you see, I'm right about that. You know, yeah. I'm right. Do you think? Do you think I'm right? I hope so. Do you think else, it's the Saints, or else Ty Ty is going to have to go and change this. I kind of prefer it to be the Niners, just for what we're talking about. Because listen, this you know, the AFC North, this Raven Steelers, Jazz. That's. That's the aughts. That's the early. That's the first decade of the 21st century. Second second decade belongs to the NFC West. That Niners Seahawks rivalry is going to be fun to watch. So I say, send them all up there. It'll be like the Cowboys and Niners of uh, the 90s. All right, listen, rank. A pleasure to see you once again. Pleasure we'll, is all on the side of the desk. We'll keep it. Uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll yap and we'll see how the rest of it plays out over the weekend. We'll be back with a new episode for you then. In the meantime, let's send it over to Mark Sessler and in for Dan Hanzoos. It's Handsome Hank. Take it away around the league debate club. Enjoy it, Flames, and enjoy the weekend. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Hanzoos and Mr. Fancy Pants. The Flames need NFL news and here's their chance. It's ATL around the league. Light a flame, boys. Pig skin's hot tonight. Burn, baby, burn. Welcome back to another edition of the ATL Debate Club. My name is Dan Hansis, usually joined by Mark Sessler, but he is out of town right now. So I'm joined by another man, a man that you might know. He's, uh, he's earned a nickname for his broad shoulders and his strong jawline and kind eyes. His name is Handsome Hank. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here instead of uh, you know a couple of hours earlier with uh, with Dave. This is very exciting. I mean, I I would play your Handsome Hank theme song, but I would face litigation by Damashek. That's right, exactly. We don't want to upset the boss. Let's hold off for now. But I do want to talk about something I wanted to bring up. Wanted to bring this up all week with you, but I decided to hold off because I knew you were going to be right. Uh, you know, co-host this week, and you're not a guest here. You're I'm a co-host, co-host apparently. Yes. Yep. Uh, you know, I was last weekend. I was cleaning out my junk drawer in uh, in my home and uh, stumbled across a concert ticket uh, to uh, Noel Gallagher uh, solo show. Noel Gallagher is the uh, principal songwriter, uh, lead guitarist of Oasis, now a solo artist. 
you know, that's that concert um, was where Hank and I first, um, our friendship first blossomed. Hank uh, had some British connections, got us tickets, um, and uh, that was a couple of years ago. So, you know, I, I took a picture of the, the ticket and I texted the photo to, to Hank and I said, wow, memories, something like that. No response, blown off. And this is <laughs> this is a recurring theme now between Hank and I, where I will send him text messages, and then there will be no response. So I want Henry. It is, what's yeah, going that, on here? That is true. I'm now, and now that you've said it, now I'm I'm all too aware of the fact that I don't respond to your text, which is I, I'm sorry about it. It's not. Um, it, don't take it personally. I perhaps I don't respond to texts um, very often at all. Do you know what it feels like though? Like it's one of those things where am I carrying the load? trying to further establish our relationship. Shift. It feels like I'm the one well, in a sending way, these texts into the ether almost. Well, but perhaps you're being too needy by doing it. That's what Maybe, I'm thinking. Like, we don't, you don't need to do that. Our friendship is is on solid ground right now. Okay, so, Until you brought this up, in fact. Right. So let's say, all right, let's, let's, flip, let's flip script here and say you're going through your junk drawer yes. in uh, uh, Hank Manor. You find that ticket. It connects for a split second. Oh, this is the concert I went to with Dan and our wives. Uh, but that's where it ends. Whereas, yeah, I would toss it out after that. Oh, then you throw it in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's see that actually hurts me that you're saying it. <laughs> not the not the not a friendship, just the ticket. Yeah, even the ticket, I thought right. it would have some more sentimental right. value. But no. all right, let's try to get past this. Okay, it is free agency. You're right in the middle of free agency right now. Right. And your Miami Dolphins, unlike my New York Jets, are busy. Yes. Tell me your thoughts about it. Who do we have right now in the fold this week? For we've, the we've got Mike Wallace. Uh, big name wide receiver, mm-hmm. the guy that they were from the get go of you know post Super Bowl. People expected right. them to sign Mike Wallace. They did it. Spent a lot of money on Mike Wallace to be their Ryan Tannehill's go to receiver, take the top off defenses, etc. They then went and surprised people. I think with Danelle Ellaby. I, I, that that one we didn't see coming, especially yeah. since the the guys he's going to be replacing Carlos Dansby, um, who who they released, uh, is you know was not terrible. He perhaps right. didn't pay it, play up to his contract. I think he was the second highest play, payer, uh, paid player on the on the team, mm-hmm. but he he certainly didn't necessarily warrant um, being replaced. But but I like the signing as well. A guy called Philip Wheeler who played uh, linebacker for the Raiders last year. I wa- I don't know why I ended up watching a few Raiders games last season. Seemed to be the only guy on defense who wasn't standing with his hands on his hips after every play, right. shaking That's good. his head. Um, Chris Clemens, they re-signed, who played safety, and you know, was pretty part of a pretty good safety pairing last year. Good re-sign. And then there are a couple of guys that they have in. Your Dustin Keller, or your Jets Dustin yeah. Keller, is there at the moment. I believe they're holding him hostage at the moment. He's been <laughs> seems like he's been there for about three days. That bothers me, that one. I'll tell you why. Because the Jets, very quietly, because you get so used to the narrative that the Jets have no money. But now what's happened is they've lost so many guys the last couple of days um, – uh, they have 15 million in cap room now, right. and Keller, who, you know, he, yes, he's not Rob Gronkowski, but if you put him in the right offense, let's say a West Coast offense, which is what the Jets will be running this year, uh, with Tony Sperano replaced by Marty Morinwick, he could be a player, and they're going to let him go out the door to the Dolphins, and it, it just as a Jets fan, it's it's so frustrating that that's happening. So right. you're taking a guy, maybe the only guy in that roster that I really like at this point. I, but he's also one of those guys I feel like, and I don't know why, I think I had him in fantasy football a few years back. So I had, I've kind of followed his career, and he's he's always been a player on the brink of having a breakout season who hasn't quite done it. And actually, I feel the same way about a player the Dolphins lost was Sean Smith, that right. cornerback, was a guy who every season I, I was like, this is his year. 
right. and, it, and it hasn't turned out. And I think sometimes those guys maybe just need the change of scene. So I'd be thrilled if he and he always also Keller always used to score touchdowns against the Dolphins. So I always like he's um, a good player taking players away from your rivals. It's not cool, and I I hold you personally accountable if it happens. It sounds like it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. Like when I look at Rex Ryan, I see a guy that's being set up for the fall now. Yes, his defense has been gutted. His offense was already a mess, and now you're taking away Mark Sanchez's best, uh, you know, receiver, uh, his favorite target. This this screams four and twelve and Rex being kicked out the door, right? Yeah, but that, the writing's been on the wall since I, I think further ago than this. You know, what I we mean, the, done? The, the day that uh, we get we see a a, a a a leak from the Jets saying that Mark Sanchez has a leg up right now in the, in the <laughs> yeah, quarterback that's competition. That's the writing on the wall right there. Oh, that wasn't a leak. I think that came from yeah, the general manager. Came, yeah. Um, yeah. So Rex, really, if he was smart, he should have just quit. Uh, like the rumors that he was going to right. that we heard at the end of the season, because now you know he what he should have done was uh, quit, okay, went into TV for a year and then you know reestablished his market and then got a job. Now he's going to be kind of damaged goods. I'm thinking after you drop a three and thirteen, four and twelve. You're right. Whatever. Now we're going to do some business right now. We have uh, my boss Greg Rosenthal who wasn't scheduled to be on the show this right. week. However, something happened um, from the last podcast that we did and yesterday, um, some earth-shattering NFL news. So we're going to have him on the show and talk about it. Okay. We're going to give Greg a call right now. Greg, are you there? I am here. I didn't know, uh, I didn't know Henry was going to be here, though. I don't know that, that changes things. It changes what? I've, I, I don't know how that would change anything. Well, I mean, you are the director of programming, puts a little more pressure on me for the call. And, you know, I just thought the ACL debate club was kind of a Sessler Hansis thing, but I see Hansis just has no loyalty. Well, you should, you should put that pressure on yourself every day, um, Greg. Well, yeah, a couple things here, uh, retort. Number one, you know, Greg, you having an issue with a superior on some level, whenever you come on the debate club, when, uh, you know, it must be pressure for me, don't you think? Yeah, well, uh, like Henry said, yeah, there should that should be in place regardless. And and second of all, Mark uh, will be calling in after this, so we're not forgetting okay. about Mark. I just needed some help, okay? Although he, yeah, I I don't know if you even want to. I mean, he just did a uh, a red eye flight with a connecting flight with two kids. I know under three years old. It I, seems like probably the worst possible idea ever. I thought the FAA, FAA banned that like in two thousand two. <laughs> Box cutters, shoe bombs, and then babies on red eyes. <laughs> My um, wife, is, my wife was annoyed at me today because, as you know, free agency is very busy. Haven't really been in the mix too much, and and I just told her that story of what Mark and and his wife are doing today, and just said, "Be happy, you're not them." So <laughs> there you go. I know that's why I'm looking forward to talking to him, just to confirm that he's alive. So um, the reason that that you are on right now, Greg, is because you you are a champion of the universe on some level. Um, last week in your appearance on the ATL Debate Club. I asked you what you thought uh, could be a surprise coming out of the first week of free agency, and this is how you responded. How about Wes Welker to the Denver Broncos? I mean, if there's one team oh my God. that he would fit on, and, and it would be kind of a seamless transition, it would kind of be worth paying him some money, and I could see being very aggressive uh, in free agency. I, how about a little uh, Wes Welker with Peyton Manning? And there you go. Greg, uh, wow. how, what do you got to say about that? Damn. I mean, you know I'm not going to... Stop bringing this up all off season. Between this and uh, getting the score exactly right about the Super Bowl, like most people, you know, they say you <laughs> want to win, win with class or whatever. But I'm not one of those people. I'm going to remind you about this very often. I'm I was, was going to say you do 
um, try you try to organically work in that Super Bowl prediction almost weekly. <laughs> I don't know that it's organic. <laughs> it comes up a lot. Um, That's pretty good, though. It's pretty good. Where else did you hear Welker and Broncos? That was, that was no, good. That, that was just off the top of my head, too. It worked listen, out nicely. You, you definitely deserve credit for that. Now, now moving beyond your personal victory, this is this is a freaking disaster for, for the Patriots, correct? I don't think it's a disaster. I think it's disappointing. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me that they wouldn't just pay him $7 million a year or whatever it was going to be to keep him. I mean, why... Why not? Um, it's you know it's, it's changed the household dynamic. My wife has decided she has become a Broncos fan. I'm not even <laughs> you know exact. I'm not even exaggerating. That's the truth. She never really embraced the Patriots anyway, so this gives her an excuse. They're not exactly a cuddly team, the Patriots. I can understand why she was always lukewarm on them. It's a little bit uh, like yeah. I mean, and that is kind of one of the reasons. I mean, she gets that vibe. So uh, yeah, it's disappointing. Uh, there's so few Patriots that have left and, and done well, so I'll be interested to see how Walker does. Yeah, you had a good piece today on the Around the League blog kind of breaking down the, the divorce. Do you think Amendola is obviously a risk? We don't even have to de- debate that in terms of how many games he's missed uh, since he came into the league. But is it? do you put it past uh, you know Belichick brain trust to pull this off and Amendola has 115 catches next year? That wouldn't shock me. I think the offense is changing away from that that same sort of slot receiver, whereas Welker might not have been quite as featured even if he was there. So 115 would be a surprise. But if Amendola is healthy and in there, I mean, that's, it's a great situation for him. I, I don't see why he won't be good. But, you know, he hasn't been healthy. Uh, and you've got a guy who, you know, is basically Tom Brady's, you know, best best friend and uh like has a mind meld with him so i don't see why you, why you mess with that yeah well i do i mean i always i always draw this analogy just because uh you know i'm a big yankees fan but i do see a big connection between jeter and brady and it 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 goes on multiple levels and one of them is that you know the longer you stick around the you see all your other guys go away and we've seen this for years with brady whether it be you know branch or malloy uh you know welker you know on down the line that he says these things like, I'm going to miss this guy, uh, but he just keeps moving on because he's the one guy that's the rock of the whole situation, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, what's he going to do? Uh, he'll still be Tom Brady. That's that's the key part. It's not like they're hurting, you know, Amendola, Gronkowski, Hernandez. That's a good start in terms of weapons. Uh, they'll probably pick up some more people. You know, uh, I mean, I'm waiting for a handsome Hank here to to jump in as a Dolphins fan and get, give his opinion. <laughs> well, my my opinion, uh, we, and we talked about this yesterday, was that uh, while while this you painted it as a bold move by the Patriots because everything the bo- Patriots do is bold. If it was any other team, this would be fool, foolhardy and and you know a, a ridiculous mistake. So ooh, the dagger! It's, it's um, <laughs> the British dagger. It's difficult for for me to separate the uh, the you from the Patriots fan, Greg Rosenthal. Well, you know, Belichick's earned that right, and actually, he he is getting criticized very strongly. I would say nationally and definitely locally. I don't think people, but not by you, crucially, not no, by you, not by me. He's earned, <laughs> he's earned, uh, he's earned my trust. I mean, hey, when they signed uh, Welker from from your uh, from your Dolphins or traded for him, as you remember, uh, I think they, they signed him to a five year, eighteen million dollar contract, which was turned out to be one of the best contracts ever. I mean, who knows? And Amendola is five years younger. Maybe this will turn out to be a pretty nice one too. Okay, last thing before you go. So now that your your wife is 
moving on from the Patriots, what's the next step here? Is she going to get? I feel like this is a bit like this is like the Tom Cruise Katie Holmes breakup, where where <laughs> she wants to leave Scientology, um, and you're still. I mean, and it's not the only. You know, you're you're short and handsome as well. So, um, it, do, do you, can you see the parallel there? Um, no, but I could see it a little bit. It is, you know, we do have a cute daughter as well so exactly and, but um, you're stuck you're stuck supporting or you know uh <laughs> worshiping worshiping the dark side and uh, well we're both red sox fans and she's never been conflicted on that she's a big red sox fan right. she's never really embraced the patriots she's gone through different periods she was a, a cowboys fan initially because she liked tony romo uh she tried out the seahawks because of their uniforms so wow. she was never Sports really bigamous. really a committed member of the right team. well I hope everything works out. I hope it doesn't lead to, you know, issues in the home. I want you guys to have a happy marriage. Uh, I, do, I do as well. You do as well. Like, that does make sense because yeah. it, it'll just take it out on you. That's exactly. true. It's true. All right, Greg, thank you very much, and congratulations on your great prediction. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ed. Later. All right. That was, uh, that was my boss. Um, yeah, you, I, that was rough. You treated him badly. Did you I think feel I like treated that will badly? Be, I feel like that will be um, influencing your, your annual review. Huh. I didn't even think of that, but uh, I think that uh, I'm a little nervous now. Since let's just keep rolling. By the way, yeah, we are. Mark Sessler is not is not with us uh, no. today. He is, as Greg mentioned, he took a, a red eye flight, which is absurd with two infants essentially. Yeah. Well, uh, if you're going to do that, the thing to do is send your wife on a, in front with the two children and then follow the next day. Yeah, but he's not a class act. Let's bring him on the line, Mark Sessler, ATL Debate Club co-host. Hello. Dan, how are you? There he is. That's uh, nice. It's good to hear your voice, Mark. I'm, Mar I'm that, sitting in your seat. Yes, that voice you hear is Handsome Hank, who uh, I'm not going to say he replaced you. Uh, he's he's just filling in, but there there is a, a sense, a creeping sense of a Colin Kaepernick, Alex Smith dynamic here. Yeah, really, you shouldn't well, that, have gone away. That only means that you know a year from now I'll be working in Kansas City. Again. <laughs> low-level radio station, probably filing paperwork. Oh, no. How's it going, Mark? We, we just had Greg uh, Rosenthal on, and he he thought it was pretty amazing that you took a red-eye flight with your two young children uh, and your wife. Uh, how, how did that go? It went fine. Uh, what I would say the high point of actually arriving, and I'm not going to describe exactly where I am because, you know, you don't need to know that. But where I am, uh, my wife is trying to explain to relatives of mine what it is exactly that Dave Damashek does, right. which I think to the normal person is hard to explain. They haven't grasped it yet. Has, you, has your wife got a good understanding of that herself? Because I've worked with him for, what, two, two, two and a half years, and I'm still not quite sure what it is that Damashek does. I've asked her not to try to uh, get into details, right. whatever it was the three of you were up to in Austin last week. You, Damashek, and Andy Fenelon, which, our senior as editor, concern, does not bring us any closer to a job description. No, you're right. That that doesn't help. Yeah, I guess I guess uh, Dave is kind of a interesting character to try to decode. I, I remember there was an awkward phase a couple of months back where him and my mother started connecting on Facebook uh, via the comment section, and I had to explain the same thing to her. I mean, it, you know, Dave. Dave's a busy man, but to a parent, maybe it's not easy to explain. I don't find that to be an – that was not an awkward time. That was a beautiful time. I <laughs> Some of the better stuff that happened on Facebook um, in Mark, many months. So, okay, so tell me about um, – so I'm glad that you're – wherever the location is. Uh, it sounds like you're in the witness protection plan or something. I don't something. need to go into details about Okay, and we won't. Okay. We're not going to ask any questions. Uh, 
the Browns are making some moves here. Hope is a dangerous thing, Mark. I know. I think you guys have me pegged as having an especially rosy view of this. I I don't. I mean, I think someone put out the stat that they've signed roughly 98 free agents since returning to the NFL, and I think one of them has made a Pro Bowl. Who is that? Derek Anderson. Ooh. Is that true? Well, that that is the answer. And, wow! Uh, you know, I mean, Handsome Henry, Hank. your team also has. We look. I I on um on whenever it was Tuesday, we were sort of half embarrassedly high fiving each other, but at the right. same time reflecting on over the past. I think it was the past five years. We have a combined. When I say we, the Browns and the Dolphins have a combined one winning season. And then I I've looked further back <laughs> over the last ten years, there are four winning seasons between the two teams. So this is um, this is not two teams who've covered themselves in glory recently. So who do we have no, I here? I think that we have a distinct ability to overpay for the small number of avail- available players, and I, I think Cleveland at least you know wisely paid for some very solid defensive talent. I have no idea what Miami's done. So tell me, <clears throat> tell me a little bit though about. So we got who do we have in town here? We have uh, Kruger. Right. He's going to apply some pressure. you got Desmond Bryant. Uh, he of the greatest mugshot of the 21st century. Uh, he's going to be, bring some heat up the middle, correct? But here's my In question. Theory, yeah, Here, Correct is strong. Here's my question. I mean, uh, how can I get excited about this team when your quarterback situation is so unsettled? Like, what what's going on on the offensive side of the ball? I'm very excited about uh, <laughs> the fact that we don't have a quarterback that's proven. <laughs> I think it just it leads to uh, some interesting scenarios. I mean, listen, I, mean, I think they're obviously going to make a play for Ryan Mallett. I believe it was at Super Bowl that I bet you guys, you know, a gigantic dinner. Yes, you that did. That Mallett would be Cleveland's opening right. day starter. I was laughed at. You yes. Know, the rumors have come and gone. I stick by this. Well, but uh, I don't know if you've if you've been keeping your ear to the ground in, in your secret location in your bunker. <laughs> but um, the latest rumor, according to your friend uh, Mary Kay Cabot, is that Jason Campbell could be joining the Browns as competition. I, I'd love to see the the training camp um, showdown between uh, <laughs> Campbell and Whedon. You mean Jason Campbell, otherwise known as the final piece? Yes, the final piece <laughs> of the puzzle. That does nothing to excite the public well <laughs> that's not the point who do you think has more wins next season the jets or the browns well i mean uh, dan and i and i don't say this lightly i the the jets are starting to look like a two a one or two win team whoa dropping me on I, a I, one again, bomb. I don't say that with pleasure but i think we talked about this earlier in the week it's like we're watching the few remaining relevant pieces slip away and sign for more money with other teams. I almost feel bad for Rex Ryan. Yeah, no, we talked about Rex earlier uh, on the show, just about how he, he seems to be set up for a fall here. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I had my two shots at the Super Bowl. We lost both games, and now I'm deep in rebuilding. And uh, Henry's in a great place emotionally. And, Mark, you still seem to be in some type of uh, fan gutter, and I'm sorry to hear that. I've got bigger issues to deal with. When are you coming back here, by the way? And well, wait, are you coming back? Here? Are you in danger? <laughs> Unknown. I will return. Actually, I will. Despite my strange circumstances, I have been told that I will be logging on tomorrow to continue to post highly engaging football content. 
That's good. That's good. And that means you have an internet connection, which means that you, you have some tie to society. I would, right. Uh, it's it's not a submarine. We were writing down. Connection <laughs> by then. We were writing down possible places. I can scratch submarine off the list. Yeah, I had a Iranian foothill. Yeah. But I guess that's not in, the, in play either. <laughs> Iranian foothills, shaky Wi-Fi. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't so quickly eliminate an option like that. But, no, I'm not in Iran. <laughs> okay, good. Well, wherever you are, Mark, I want to thank you for uh, not only calling in, but calling in from a landline that was really respectful of the podcast. And, uh, you know, even though Hank's doing a great job here, your seat, is it's going to be there when you get back. Don't you worry about it. It's just there'll be someone else sitting in there. <laughs> I'm slightly worried, but uh, you know what? If I were to completely lose this role to Hank, I couldn't, I couldn't feel shame about that. He's a, he's a skilled individual. That's true. That's, That's true. Kind. He's a real superstar. Kind. All right, Mark. Uh, you know, Godspeed. Hang in there, buddy. Farewell, gents. Good luck. And that and that is it for uh, the ATL Debate Club. Henry, how how did you enjoy your co-hosting stint? I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm thrilled. If this is the only time it happens, I'll, I'll, it'll be one of the highlights of my life. I uh, just one reflection on it. I don't believe we debated anything. No. So you might want to think about the time. Well, that that's really a big part of the debate club is the idea that we don't ever debate. Right. Um, which you know, listen, some people will call that counterproductive or mm -hmm. or stupid is mm -hmm. another way to put it. But you know, that's just the way we like to do things around here. Right. Will you, uh, out of this, can I get, um, can you be a reference on LinkedIn for me? Yes. Thank you. LinkedIn reference. Thank you. And will you be my MySpace friend? Yes. Great. Everything is working out. Um, Minor league social networks are covered. <laughs> uh, NFL.com backslash check. That is where you can find the ATL Debate Club now. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.